Hey everyone, this is Chris, and this is a little bit of an intro uh, that wasn't planned, um, but we just thought it'd be good to include it. Um, so today's episode, you'll notice, is a little bit late. Um, ideally, Christian and I have been aiming for a bi-weekly podcast, which uh, we, we haven't been hitting. Um, and we, we had gusto, and we were like, we're going to do this. Um, but something we alluded to uh, numerous episodes ago was uh, sometimes stuff happens, and 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 that's been the case. Um, both Christian and I have been going through some things where we've needed to prioritize our uh, our mental health, and sometimes that can look like, hey, we're not able to edit for for a number of days um, or a week or so, and we're not able to. To hit deadlines and stuff and that's kind of what's been going on um so we do intend and we will get a new episode to you guys soon but for the time being i guess i'm officially saying our schedule is unofficial just as we're we're going through these things and we're trying to we're trying to get stuff sorted but with that uh sometimes we just have to prioritize our our mental health and and uh, delay an episode. Um, the other thing I wanted to include is we had recorded a couple episodes with our buddy Mike, uh, who's the guest on today's episode, and we were using Skype, and it just, at one point, the audio cut out. Uh, so unfortunately, the episode just kind of, kind of abruptly ends. Um, we, when Christian and I are doing it together, it's it's easy to record the audio separate, but when it's three people from three different locations, it's it's just difficult. So we just decided to use the one audio file uh, from Skype, but unfortunately, it just kind of cut out abruptly. So if it seems like the episode ends abruptly, frankly, it does uh, because the audio just just cut out. Um, and at another point, if Christian didn't edit it out, uh, you'll notice like uh, the conversation seems to end and then it picks back up. It's because Christian um, Christian ended up getting booted from the call uh, just because of internet connectivity stuff. So um, so just wanted to just explain that, the abrupt ending and anything else and why things are a little bit delayed. We will get back to our, our schedule as soon as possible. Um, it's just this is the, uh, the season we're in right now. Um, we hope to have a new episode to you soon. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. Thank you for downloading us and uh, checking us out. Um, even when we haven't been as frequent as we would like. Um, for all the little we've advertised the podcast, we're seeing there is an audience there, and that's awesome. We hope you're enjoying. We hope this continues to grow and that you'll recommend us to our friends. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Amazon Music, and, uh, and Stitcher, and most podcatchers. All that being said, hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we'll be back with another one as soon as we can. Take care, and see you soon. Peace! Hey everyone, it's Chris. And Christian. And you're listening to the Radio Arcade Podcast. And we are once again joined by Big Sexy Stereo Mike himself. <laughs> Wait, Ooh. I'm Big Sexy. Yeah, yeah you're Big Sexy. <laughs> but I'm bigger and sexy. <laughs>
Stereo mic, stereo, stereo, I don't know. <laughs> Mike the... Damn it. <laughs> the, dumpster. the dumpster. Yeah, the, the dumpster. <laughs> Mike, stereo not from a dumpster nalls. How are you doing today? Good, good, good. I have my soup. I'm ready to chat. It's good soup. <laughs> good to what, have cream soup. I was about to ask, what kind of soup is it? Mushroom. Oh, I love it. Is it a cream of mushroom? Like, of course, yes. Okay. I bought a whole case. <laughs> I'm not a maniac. I'm not a lunatic. Yeah. Yes, of course. There's no mushroom broth. <laughs> Just hot water and, and entire mushrooms. What are you, what are you talking about? I, I, could, mushrooms. I could picture that's something Darko would have. He'd be like, oh, hey, I'm driving along the road earlier. <laughs> and like in my rear view, there's this, well, okay. Backtrack though. So I'm driving along, and there's this black van, minivan, in front of me, and he doesn't know how to drive, right? And like he's he's kind of in between. He's he's riding two lanes. Anyway, so a couple minutes later, I get in front of him, and he's right behind me, making ready to make a turn. I look in my rear view, and I would like I'm 99 percent sure it was Darko with some Chinese girl in the passenger seat. <laughs> and like what? Darko, what are you doing in a minivan? And he looked exactly like him. I mean, I know we say everyone looks like Dark, but this guy looked exactly like Dark. I was going to say, is this a is this a KFC cardboard cutout mascot situation? <laughs> anyway, that's my story. <laughs> I I thought you were going to go with you were driving your car, you looked up, and suddenly in your back in in the passenger seat, back seat with, Dark. With Dark. <laughs> Oh. Hey, Mike. <laughs> One day, maybe now that I've exposed his secret girlfriend, he'll do that. But oh. <laughs> oh, oh. I just don't like the joke. Anyway, <laughs> um, all right. So today we don't have a a firm topic in mind. Um, so I'm, I, I've got I do have some questions that we're gonna we're gonna cycle back mostly through music. And uh, in Star Wars, but to kick everything off, I, I just want to ask both you guys: Who is your favorite live-action Spider-Man, and why is it Andrew Garfield? Oh, oh, it's because it, oh. it, he's the best. Because <laughs> <laughs> there is no other option. We're all in agreement here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's clearly the best, dude. Like, like come I on, love Garfield in and out of the spider suit and on and off screen. Yes. Like, he's awesome. And off screen, and his role as Spider Man off screen, in addition to the one that he plays on screen, because we all know that he is the real life Spider Man. He's awesome in every form. Yeah, no, he got he's got like the body for it. Yeah, the guy the guy's dope. He's just cool. Yeah, and he skateboards. You know, like I, as far as I know, my my Spider Man always skateboarded. So and the hair. Ugh. <laughs> the sound there just whoa. Uh, that's that's how you put his hair to words. <laughs> it's a very gold bloomy sound effect. Um yeah. and it, yeah, I gotta agree with you. Uh he's my favorite. He is he is my favorite live action Spider-Man. Uh Christian, you haven't seen No Way Home yet, have you? No. All right, we'll move on. Yeah. Um right. <laughs> it's uh it, I I hope at some point, um, as much as as much as I hate like or hate's a strong word, uh, but the DC fanboys ever since they ever since there was the release the Snyder cut, 
there's been like the hounding from DC fanboys, like make the Snyderverse and shut up. But <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I know that was like the most dismissive thing I've said on this podcast. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind though, just with it, with all the streaming opportunities, if they'd consider uh, doing like a third Garfield Spider-Man movie that can be off its own thing. Now, maybe not what they were originally pitching. Cause I don't know if you guys looked up what they were pitching for amazing Spider-Man three. And it was, um, not good. Um, but, <laughs> but Garfield was always awesome. Even if what he was in was, uh, was not good. Yeah. Well, I've heard theories or rumors or whatever they would be of uh, Garfield being the Spider-Man in the Morbius uh, Venom uh, universe. But I don't know. Uh, that, that, I, uh, on one hand, it gets us Garfield. But on the other hand, it means I've got to pay attention to Morbius. And I just I'd just rather not. No. Yeah, I haven't seen either of the Venom movies because now I don't care. They're not good. I have no, no intention of seeing Morbius. Um, I just don't care. <laughs> they have no appeal. Yeah. 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 The The most accurate review I read for Venom, the first one, was like, it's a early 2000s comic book movie. And it is that is incredibly accurate. <laughs> and like, it, it looks like it doesn't know its source material. Is that... Pardon? Looks like it doesn't know the source material. Is that is that accurate? Uh, mm. it, it, yes and no, because it, it, it's in the sense of hey, we're gonna like it adapted decently faithfully from the uh, Venom's like miniseries Lethal Protector, but it's like hey, we're gonna do that, but we're not gonna have had the symbiote be exposed to Spider Man or Peter Parker, or like some of the key elements of what makes Venom Venom. Like, hey, we're going to take those away. And then we're going to make it a rom-com kind of, sort of, with the symbiote. Mm. Oh, all right, then. (laughs) And Eddie, it's... You've lost me again. I was already lost. (laughs) Now I'm... It's it's just not good. It's a movie that I, I don't, like, always... I don't always be like, yeah, make it R. But at least if it was rated R and it fulfilled its promise of like symbiote biting heads off, it would have had something to distract you from the badness and blandness of the rest of the movie. <laughs> but it didn't. So all you had to focus on was horrible lines like turd in the wind and oh. um, and friggin uh, Tom Hardy doing a, a good performance, but that it's much better than the movie deserves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christian, you sound hurt. <laughs> I did not like the movie. Yeah. Did not I didn't I, I didn't bother with uh let there be carnage cuz well no. They didn't earn that movie. And and Woody Harrelson for real? For real, dude? No. <laughs> yeah, like when I learned uh, he was in the post credits for the first one, right? Like Woody Harrelson. With a horrible wig. Cool. With a horrible, horrible <laughs> <Yeah>. wig. <laughs> such, such dumb bad. He <laughs> <It> was dumb <laughs> bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 
All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so last week, last uh, episode, we ended up talking about the breakup the, of the Beatles, and we there was a lot of fun there, and it it briefly got me thinking. Uh, I remembered that quasi manufactured um, rivalry that happened when the when the Stones first appeared, because the Beatles were at that point, like in their suits and everything. So the stones were a little more casual. Mm -hmm. How do you guys, uh, what is your guys' opinion of the Rolling Stones? And then what are some of your favorite tunes? Hmm. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So, mm. (laughs) (laughs) my, the way I experienced it. Okay. So I liked the Beatles and I heard like a few songs from the stones and then eventually I, I, um, like my dad had the hot rocks, the singles, Mm -hmm. uh, collection. I think it's like a double album. Oh, that was a 40 licks that you, that you loaned me like 10 years ago. That I, 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 <laughs> I played the CDs to the point they were scratched. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, you're, that's where that went. That particular CD. Uh, no, 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 no. This is like this is this was a different. But I did get. Oh, okay. I did end up getting 40 likes as well. But yeah. So I listened to that, and uh, I don't know eventually like something clicked, and I was like, yeah, this is actually pretty dope. And uh, but it's not. I don't know, man. There are no Beatles. I'll tell you that. Oh much. no, not even close. <laughs> like I can make an album out of. The Stone songs that I like, like I can make one album, but I can make like I don't know four out of out of the Beatles <laughs> songs that I like, four or five, right? So it's yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's uh, I don't know, and 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 also I, there's something about Mick Jagger that really rubs me the wrong way. I don't know what it is, but uh, like, I don't I don't like him. <laughs> I just don't like him. I just don't like him. But no, they got some really really dope songs. Like I really enjoy their um. They're like brown sugar, honky tonk women, uh, simply for the devil sort of era. I feel like they're all around the same like grouping of years. So like Beggar's uh, Banquet, uh, some some girls. Uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like late '60s, early '70s. I think yeah. that's like when they hit their stride. I really dig those tunes from that era. Uh, they just like style on Main Street. That's the word I'm looking for. Sorry. Yeah, they just had this sweet like interplay between the guitars going on. They, like the the rhythms, the syncopated rhythms were just like out of this world. It was really cool. But yeah, I don't know. I think that's it for now. <laughs> Top of my head. <laughs> that's it for now. Over to you, Mike. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm I'm kind of I feel the same way that Christian does. Like they're okay. Like the Stones are okay. They have a few good ones. Like not too long ago, I was like adamant that the stones had like the amount of good songs they had you can count on one hand but now it's two hands (laughs) 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 like no they're not they're not even in the same league as the beatles like and like if i may be so bold the stones would be nothing without the beatles in a number of ways but mainly the way i usually look at it is the beatles gave them their first hit john and paul wrote i want to be your man for them and they kind of took off there, but ah, they're they're competent. The Stones are competent. <laughs> yeah, some. The only reason they're popular now is because everyone else has broken up or died. <laughs> like, there's no one else to see. They outlived all of their competition. <laughs> they outlived everyone. <laughs> but yeah, like they have, like in the past maybe year or two, I've discovered more songs. Oh yeah, I actually like that song. Okay, yeah, there's more than I, I that I realized that are actually favorable. 
But like Brown Sugar, I'm uh, like that's their cliche song. I'm so over it. Like, no, 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 it's, no. It's very not era appropriate now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, that. a, that's fair. That's not one that would be uh, <laughs> would be looked upon fondly. It's not. It's not. <laughs> in this modern day. Like, there's. I saw like an article about it a couple weeks back. Like, hey. What's up with this shit? <laughs> we got the we got the swear out of the way. <laughs> I think it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I never really paid any attention. Brown sugar is about the hook. It's about the dun, dun, to start everyone start the song out and everyone go ah. So, from the, just the, what you did there, it totally sounded like a uh, man. Uh, I feel like a woman. Let's go. I so like I, I I don't look upon them I guess as unfavorably as you guys do. Like I'm I'm also with you. They're nowhere. It's not a same league thing. It's just a uh, like they were of the same era. And when they first came out, there was like that market that that marketing like, oh, they're the anti Beatles, where it's like not yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Um, but 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 the Beatles are actually more more rough and tumble and and yeah. Deus than uh, the Rolling Stones in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. but they were well, kept with and, and, and the boys. Beatles. I, I I can't say I've heard consistent reviews of people who did see the Beatles live. Saying like, "Hey, they were out of tune," or Jagger couldn't sing live this time. Oh um, yeah, oh that yeah. That seems to be a consistent review of the Stones. Like, a good live Stone show is hard to come by. Either the band's out of tune and the Jagger's Jagger's actually able to hit his notes, or the band's in tune and Jagger can't sing worth a damn that night, and it's a rarity. Yes, um, and it seems like yeah, a lot of times it's like, oh, they're they're playing too fast, or it's just it's like no one, someone's off their game, or something. Like it's just very. Like yeah, it's not they don't have consistent performances. Like I I was looking for like a decent performance the other night of uh, I mean they right like I think right before they started doing like cr- drugs like crazy they were they were de- like when you had like let's spend the night together and stuff like like that was they were still playing good shows there when they were doing like TV appearances but yeah like when you hit the tail end of the sixties like like Altamont and stuff like that just like oh as soon as they <laughs> killed Brian Jones it all ended yeah 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 like, as soon as they murdered him in cold blood. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's a conspiracy. Someone yeah, it's killed a conspiracy him. Conspiracy theory right? that they had Brian Jones killed. They, he didn't overdose and die in a pool or whatever the official reason was that they had him killed. Huh. So this is a uh, a Curtin Courtney situation kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. Not nearly as accurate though, or as, oh, as true. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's so weird, right? Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't like thinking about the Kirk Cobain thing. It's like, oh, what are you going to do about it anyway, right? <laughs> the other day, just a few days ago, he would have turned 55. My God. Yeah. I was watching um, these. Oh. Oh, oh, was no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was watching these, uh, these videos. Like, whatever happened to this? Or what's the story behind you know Trent Reznor and Marilyn Manson, their feud and stuff like that? And I was watching those videos. They're pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, these like clickbait YouTube videos I see all the time. It's like whatever happened to, and then they put someone's name in there, and usually the answer is they died. That's what <laughs> they died. 
they yeah. faded away. They died. <laughs> yeah, like see, I didn't, I didn't know that that Reznor and Manson had a feud, but no, at the same time, I, it's like I, I didn't don't care. care. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it was like I, I, it, it showed up, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's, what's that about? And then I watched it, and I was like, all right. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what it is about like musical beefs that makes it interesting, like. There was that hip hop documentary series beef all about like famous rap beefs and only three of them. Whereas I actually genuinely interested in, but I'm like, all right, I'll watch this. Like I'm, I'm a sucker for a good burn or a, a decent beef story. And then I don't know why I watched the whole thing, but it, it, it got interesting. Um, and then some of it's just like, Ego, man. What just just, just oh, calm yeah. down? <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, dude. No, I was watching like this. Just, just you know. Speaking of which, I um, I was watching videos of uh, recent videos um of uh, Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher talking about each other. <laughs> That's always fun. Speaking of beef. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. And it's just like it's such. And, and what what got me down the rabbit hole was um, they uh, there's. There's a whole timeline of uh, Liam Gallagher's voice and what happened to it, and and um, how he just sort of like destroyed it, and he's like building it back up. It's really interesting because uh, they actually had someone on who was like a vocal coach, so they actually know stuff about it. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about his stance, how he like he always sings up into the mic. Yeah, and he sort of has to like brace his knees because he's like what he's doing is he's like straightening his like his uh his neck and spine and pushing right from the like the base like all the way he's just like yeah full throttle from his diaphragm yeah or yeah in the most unhealthy wrong way (laughs) like he's using his entire (laughs) body to shove the arrow and it's like it's like Kurt Cobain level screaming at all times but it doesn't sound like it right no it never sounds like he's yelling or or anything like that he's singing yeah yeah yeah. but it's it's fascinating because when I was like because I'm like really because he and they they were they were commenting on how powerful and amazing his vocals are and I was like that's never really stood out to me. So then I went back and I listened <laughs> to like live forever and stuff. I'm like, Holy crap. Yeah. Like they're right. Like he's really like, just like, this is like a rock and roll vocalist, but he's, he's so loud without screaming or, or, or being what you would generally classify as loud. Right. But like, yeah, there's a, a lot of power behind his voice. And, um, you could definitely see how like doing that every night, and drinking and smoking every night. Um, I, you know, I, I watched a, a video last night of of him performing "Live Forever" throughout the years, and you can see by like, you know, it starts in '94 or '93, and by um, like even by '97 or '98, there's a there's a difference, and by like uh, 2001, there's a huge difference, yeah. and it's like. Like I think by the mid 2000s or like 2010, like he just it's just gone. Like it's like a dog croaking or something. <laughs> and recently he started to come back because I think he's started to like he's hired like vocal coaches and people who are are treating him. And then he's found like the proper way to like take care of his voice and stuff. But, um, yeah, it's really really interesting that that uh, like people different people's techniques and and like you know they in the video they made the claim that like no one had actually sung like him before. Uh, and that one probably shouldn't, given what happened to him. <laughs> like, this is not healthy technique, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. He his his voice, he really had one hell of a voice. Like in their in their 
their prime. You listen to songs like yeah. Hello or or um, some might say or, or she's like, like really like go back and listen. And he's just he's belting it out at every moment. But it doesn't sound like doesn't it doesn't sound like it. No, no. It's, it's amazing it, to have that sort of power without ha- having to really let loose like the guy. That's, I think that's it. I think that's it. The stance is like controlling that much power. You know, <laughs> he's, he's he's like hiding his power level. He's containing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with his, his his style, right? Like his stance. <laughs> I'm picturing two things. One is his brother off the side during this entire thing, being like, "You suck." Yeah, <laughs> oh that's pretty nice for, uh, for 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 Noel to be saying. <laughs> uh. Uh, Those are good guitarists too, man. Please. Well, then, as Christian, as you're describing, like him hiding his power level, I'm just <laughs> picturing it like Vegeta suddenly showing up and being like, "How is this possible?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. Power level up. of nine thousand. <laughs> yes. Very accurate. <laughs> I picture it more like a Pokemon card, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like Liam has evolved <laughs> into, I don't know, a Wastasaur. Whatever. <laughs> No. I know it's stupid. Don't shake your head. <laughs> I know it's stupid. You don't have to tell I'm me. I'm putting the word it's stupid. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'll just quickly say, and then I'm happy to keep going with um, with Oasis or, or other bands. Um I do want to shout out some of my favorite Stone songs. Paint It Black, I don't care how cliche it is. It's dope as hell. Um, Jumpin' Jack Flash to me is underrated. It's it's really solid. Um, 19th Nervous Breakdown. Just <laughs> That one pops up into my head so often. I'm not sure why, but it's just... They've got some good... They've, they've, they've got some got catchy... Some good hooks. They got some good hooks, man. Just, yeah. <laughs> Come out and party tonight. <laughs> Come on and party. <laughs> um, so I feel like Oasis kind of can segue a bit. Now, Mike, I know at points in the group chat um, and on I think on an old episode of OCR, at points um, Christian and I have gotten into some, like we both have a mutual love of what I'd almost described as like, 90s alternative rock because that's where like alternative got like so bloody good mm-hmm. um especially with our lady peace and matthew good matthew good band um like do you do you have that same a similar affinity most of the time yeah but i like better music um you had bush came out then yeah and, bush and, like, was good yeah bush is good yeah yeah there's a lot of like yeah yeah the, but then, yeah, anyway, I, that'd be an interesting topic to talk about Canadian bands and what Canadian bands we enjoy because there's there's a few, um, but not maybe not so much anymore. Yeah, there were a few, but not a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't think. Soul of Asylum was good. No, I'm not talking about Canadian bands anymore. But, but Asylum, we never even started. What are you talking <laughs> anymore? <laughs> you, you were talking about. Canadian bands, and I said Soul Asylum, and I didn't want it to be any confusion of you thinking, oh, Soul, Asi- I think. Soul Asylum was pretty dope. Soul Asylum, uh, yeah, Bush was cool. Um, who am I forgetting? I know I'm forgetting some real big ones. Moist. Yeah, they had a couple of good ones. Uh, Radiohead. <laughs> I never really liked Radiohead. Never really, no. Um, Carmen Police was dope, though. 
I like the remix with um, A Day in the Life. That was pretty cool. Oh, I haven't heard that one. Or Mashup, I should say. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Karma in the Life. Really creative title. <laughs> <laughs> I just see this level of dismay. Yeah. <laughs> Dana, Life of Karma Police. <laughs> so. Uh. <laughs> yeah. The Boys Loved Oasis. The first CD I ever bought, What's the Story, Morning Glory. Um, they released their Nebworth concert a couple months back. Uh, different packages, but I got the deluxe package that had a Blu-ray to it. So I figured, okay, this is the concert film. But the concert is actually like the last third of the movie. Everything else is like people talking about how they got their tickets. Like, I don't care. I want to see them play the songs. <laughs> and when they finally do play the songs, they're not the entire songs. They're they're cut off in order for to have more people talk about, oh, the concert was great. Like, okay, well, let me see the concert. <laughs> yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah, it was a total waste. I mean, the concert's good. It's Oasis in their prime. But... Um, yeah, I wanted to see the concert in its entirety. And I know it exists because, you know, they have the footage from it for this movie. But it's a movie. It's not the concert. So that was... Weak. That was, a, yeah, <laughs> very weak. I, I think my first CD that I bought myself was um, Highly Evolved by The Vines, which is their first CD, which is freaking awesome like dude when when i first saw get free on <laughs> on like a bunch of music it, it was like it was like what i assume people like for other people when they heard smells like teen spirit when they were you know at a similar age and time <laughs> and for reference but i was just like what what like i it's I, I was i was like excited like what the hell i gotta get the cd who are these guys what the hell what the hell <laughs> i need more of this music and um yeah that album was very good i think it was basically their best if not like very close second best their album and um i think after that i got uh the white stripes uh white blood cells for my shortly after my birthday and i remember going to the mall with michael dave and he got it for me and i brought it back and i was like at my dad's for the weekend and i just uh learned how to play every song on guitar like I just put it in and I put my headphones on and just like played for the rest of the afternoon into the evening. Um, such a such a crazy again like what a like mind blowing album. Saw it out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like new. This is the new stuff, right? This is yeah. We had very very different first purchases. My I think my the first CD I ever bought for myself was DMX's It's Dark and Hell is Hot. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Spice World or something. <laughs> that was back, back. That of course. Back. No strings attached, NSYNC. <laughs> I, would, I would be like, yo, I bought that and I have no regrets. Uh, no, but it was, uh, it was DMX's It's Dark and Hell is Hot. <laughs> oh, damn. That explains yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> well it's it, like around that time that what when i first started getting into music for myself the stuff i really really enjoyed aside from the stuff you grew up with like beatles and everything was rapping was like rap and and hip-hop and then gangster rap of course and then 
then I slowly made my way back into other genres by myself later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish uh, you just listen to all the music I listen to because that would have been so much easier for us. <laughs> I mean, conversations a lot easier. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I I grew up on '90s country. Wow, um, what? that's what I do. Who's? What is that sentence? What? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I know. <laughs> and then, like. <laughs> I've recently like rediscovered it and there's a lot of it like, Oh, that is garbage, but there's some really good songs in there. Um, but like I find when you talk about country these days, people think of what country is right now or what's called country right now. Um, it's more accurately called hip hop. It's just like white boys rapping about their trucks. It's what it is right now. So like Bubba sparks, <laughs> Uh, I'm familiar with that name, but I don't know. <laughs> Mike's, Mike's favorite artist is Chris Gaines. <laughs> in terms of country, I like um, probably like probably like between the 40s and the 80s, like like Hank Williams, like one guy sitting there with his his guitar, singing about um, his woman leaving him or whatever, or right. something about heartbreak. Like that's good stuff. It's it's honest music. I the only country time I ever could say really got into any country was Johnny Cash, and then through him, yeah, that's good uh, stuff too. A bit of Willie stuff, and then Neil Young. Neil Young's country output was always like it was still more folksy than country, but it's still yeah. lean. I think that's country. more. It was still good. Most of my like is is folk, and how folk meshed with kind of everything else in the in the mid to late 60s that was really cool mm-hmm. like what the birds were doing and um yeah it's good stuff yeah 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 i, I always like when uh people take genres that i dislike and then make me like them that's mm-hmm. like hey you finally you finally made something good out of the genre. Well, yeah, like, oh. I remember the moment I started liking country. Um, I was seeing this Canadian band called Whitehorse. Um, That's a place, Mike. It's a place. It is a place, but it's also a band. It's, but uh, it's a... Are you sure Are you sure you're not getting mixed up with Crazy Horse? <laughs> no, Whitehorse. Uh, and his wife, uh, Melissa McIsaac, I think her name is, or something like that. Anyway, husband and wife. Uh, so they put out this EP... Uh, called The Road to Massey Hall, um, which was leading up to their show at Massey Hall. But they never made it. No, they did make it. I went to that oh. concert, and it was an oh. absolute garbage <laughs> concert. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, the, the music they played at their concert was nothing like what they had done on the EP. Mm. The EP was covers of, like, well, like, well, yeah, Canadian classics, Canadian written classics. Um, there's Neil Young uh, music on there, and... Um, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Gordon Lightfoot. Just different, different covers they had done. Uh, Ron Sexsmith. Um, but I really liked. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go see their show. So I did, and it was absolute garbage. But the opening act was this guy called Daniel Romano, who's from Welland, and he was doing like old style steel pedal steel guitar um, country music. He came out in a sequin suit, like you would see see on the Grand Old Opry uh, 50 years ago. And um, it just blew me away. I remember this. Uh, uh, well, I know the song, but at one point he went to this C sharp minor, and it just like blew my mind. <laughs> and um, yeah, like I love this now. 
But yeah, he's great. Well, he was great, and now he Daniel has uh, he put out three absolutely like a trilogy of fantastic country albums, and then he became a punk singer, punk rocker, which he was before he was a country singer. Um, kind of a weird thing. Yeah, he was he was in a uh, a punk band called Attack in Black uh, with Spencer Burton, who's also gone solo and become kind of a folk country singer. Um, but now he's gone back to punk, and it's not even like. It's weird punk. It's like punk poetry. So it's like all these like melodic stuff that like on the surface sounds interesting, but it doesn't make any sense. Uh, like singing about like, uh, I can't even think of any examples. Just like kind of like the, the way Dylan doesn't make any sense in his lyrics sometimes, like just kind of weird abstract concepts, but not as good as Dylan. <laughs> um, so like I really don't like what he's what, what uh, Daniel Romano has been doing lately but when the pandemic started he put out like I, I guess it was his kind of like remainder of country songs just to get like the last bit out I guess and it was a fantastic album but uh, even that was I don't know it wasn't as good as his first three anyway that's the moment <laughs> It's it's interesting when artists can like have that different kind of output or like cert, uh, when they do a certain style, it connects with you more like. She's not on the level of any of the people we've talked about, but I, I enjoy the Canadian artist lights, uh, but where I dig her stuff the most is whenever she does the acoustic versions of of her albums like the 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 synth electro pop stuff it, it's kind of fun like it's got its place it's just not my thing but she does it so differently on the acoustic versions where i'm like this is this is connecting in such a different way and she sings it in such a different way where i'm like i would love if you did this all the time <laughs> yeah it's interesting like when when some when when a, a musician artist whatever they kind of change their style and you say you don't like it there's fans that kind of get on you and they say well what do you expect them to do the same thing for their entire career like no i i appreciate evolution but don't devolve into garbage like <laughs> if you make really good music and then you change your style and suddenly it becomes really awful like that's not evolving <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not gonna go along with you on that one. Yes, like but going back to the Beatles, like they're definitely not the same band they were in '63 than they were in '70, right? Well, uh, the, it's it's baffling with the Beatles when you're like the same group that did uh, "She Loves You," yeah, 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 yeah. and "Helter Skelter." Yeah, <laughs> five years within five years. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but like it worked. They made it work. It was a right. good like the transition worked. Well, with them, and you can track it album to album. You're like, I see how you got from yeah. this place to that place. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that recently, how Rubber Soul is a transition from earlier to, uh, let's say, mid, where it, it's kind of poppy, but it's also moving over to the more sophisticated stuff. And then Revolver still has kind of some of Rubber Soul and the early stuff, kind of lighter pop stuff, but it also transitions into the psychedelia. Yeah. So there, there's that midpoint of those two albums that are kind of the hill that um, divert, or yeah, the, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. The, the two periods move into. Well, and 
the other thing is like whenever people are like, oh, you, you, you're not going to like every every growth or change to style yeah. that an artist is going to make. And it's it's ridiculous to think you should or expect you should. You could still be a fan of the band and be like, I just didn't like that album or that era yeah. of the of the band. Like I'm I'm a huge Metallica fan. I will safely say there's like three albums in the 90s that are like the mid 90s to early 2000s that have like four in my opinion like four good songs across the the three albums mm-hmm. and the rest like if they've got their fans because that was a more hard rock slash alternative than heavy metal or thrash or anything else you want to describe them as and it's just like i i understand how they got there because hetfield was crazy in the country uh so many like only the bassist who at that time was getting ignored by everybody in the band yeah that uh, cliff uh, no, no, Cliff had, Cliff had passed. Uh, yeah, that was okay. uh, Newstead. Um, Newstead was the only one who was actually like really into metal music at all at the time. Everybody yeah. else was off into other things. And you see that on Load and Reload and then the mess of St. Anger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, speaking of Metallica, you made me think now. Um, there's this, like, it, it's no secret that I'd never been a fan. Yeah. But, there was this um, concert they did uh, early 2020. It was um, a tribute to the the early days of Fleetwood Mac and Peter Green. And um, Kirk Hammett, he he bought uh, Peter Green's Les Paul, uh, I don't know, maybe a year before. I don't know how long. Oh, but he had bought it. And um, he came out and he did, um, I don't know if it's the last performance of the night, but it's pretty close to it. He came out. And he did uh, Green Man Alishi uh, on that Les Paul. He absolutely killed it. Like, all props to Kirk for that. He absolutely <laughs> destroyed it. Like, such a great performance. I always think of that when um, I think of the concert and uh, how much I usually have such a disdain for Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that's shared by uh, by Christian, who hasn't said anything in a while. I'm, but uh oh sorry no 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 <laughs> continue um and well it was interesting because when mike said there was that moment where it was earlier where uh like country where it's like hey i kind of like this now i remember because out of our friend group I, I i'm pretty sure i'm the only metallica fan in our friend group but hmm. you guys you guys have been awesome and like <laughs> you haven't been dicks about it when i'm like hey this song's good you're like hey this just isn't my genre um but I remember a couple of years ago, at one point, Christian was just like, dude, I'm jamming, uh, I'm, I'm jamming on my guitar. And I just started playing, um, I think it's I Disappear, the song they mm-hmm. did for um, Mission Impossible 2, which was a dope song, mm-hmm. uh, even though the movie was terrible. Um, yeah. And, but when you messaged me that, I was like, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I like Edra Sandman. That's a good song. That's a hard, that, that one hits, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it's it slaps. <laughs> it's <on> a slaps. <laughs> that's a slapper. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, no, man. Yeah, I just really like, Yeah, it's dope. I think what made me like it was watching a lot of um, a lot of ECW and the Sandman. The wrestler came out yeah. to enter Sandman. You're like, that's awesome. Because there was a whole like thing when he came out. He would come through the audience and enter Sandman. It would be playing, and it was just badass, right? Well, yeah. Well, he, he t- like the song is like so many songs on the Black album. Like at that time, they were 
debatably at their popularity apex. Like they they were getting heavy metal into arenas and outside of like clubs. Yeah. Uh, and the Black Album was a mammoth of an album. But so many of the songs there were des- you could be like they were designed to be played in front of a crowd. Um, which you couldn't say with their previous album. Their previous album had songs where they're like, they played them live like four times and they're just like, all right, no, the audience is getting bored. I'm getting bored. We're just not, we're, we're just not going to play. They barely, they play like three songs from Injustice, um, that their fourth album. Um, but Sa- Enter Sandman, I'm like, no, nah, that's a live song. And when Sandman used it in ECW, it's like, he timed it perfectly where it's like oh, the yeah. drums would build up and then yeah. he'd show up where it'd be like, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, it was just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember what I was going to say. Shoot. That's <laughs> uh, all Christian's fault. Sitting there all silent, like <laughs> not saying, <laughs> not saying things about Metallica. <laughs> no, that's fine. Well, no, no, uh, and uh, yeah, no. <laughs> um. So, what would be? Hmm. Hmm. Weezer. Thoughts? Favorite <laughs> Weezer song. I remember when. The Buddy Holly video came out. I loved it so much. Like, mm. I can't stop watching this. Like, well, it's not like I, ha- I could watch it on command, but, like, I would wait for it to come on much music. Like, I remember there's certain videos. There's maybe, like, not even a handful of them where, like, I waited for that video to come on much music every day. And, like, Buddy Holly, it seemed like that was, like... I, I felt like they never played it, and it was, like, a surprise when it came on. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is awesome with Buddy Holly. But yeah, there was that. And there was uh, um, Killing Me Softly by the Fugees. I remember that used to go. Oh, um, good song. I remember my sister and I would be doing the dishes after dinner uh, every night. And we would have the TV on in the other room waiting for Killing Me Softly, Softly to come on. And then we would run over and watch the video. So I, awesome. I, I was actually listening to that song earlier today. I picked up Breakfast for Jill and I. And it came on a shuffle. Uh, playlist of mine and then i just crank the song i'm like it's dope it's a dope song yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. that's a really good song yeah the the original is really good too the mini ripperton version what (laughs) (laughs) or is that mini ripperton i'm thinking of what are the flat. ones you're saying right now? <laughs> Riverton, you, the singer. And oddly <laughs> enough, I just found out recently she's Maya Rudolph's mother. Oh. Minnie Riverton was a singer in the 70s, I guess. And she dead now. Um, <laughs> Roberta Flack. There's Roberta Flack. Was that Roberta Flack that did Killing Me Softly? Yeah, yeah. I always get them confused. Then what was Minnie Riverton's song? That's not a, like you keep saying his name like it's a thing, but I don't <laughs> stop trying to make mini Ripperton. What, what is that like? That's what it sounds like. What you, I call my ass um, when I fart. Like that's <laughs> that, is, that is so rude. <laughs> she did love you. Yeah. Well, so unnecessarily, <laughs> this old dead woman. <laughs> yeah, Roberta Flack did killing me. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
original is is a good <laughs> it is a good song uh it's just one of those for me that the the fuji's cover uh for lack of another term it's one where i'm like that's theirs now um, yeah what no 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 it is no. better the fuji yeah, one is better not better dude oh it's not. Pros in it. <laughs> does the original have pros in it uh, no it doesn't which <laughs> anyway um no no there's i, I can't remember why because it's been so long since I, I listened to both the versions but i remember there was a time when i like i would go back and forth and i was like no no the original is better and i can't remember why now but i think it has something to do with like a lot of the arrangements um that like aren't there in the cover and, that's fair yeah but i can't remember right now yeah there's, there's yeah okay I, I know what you're saying there's there is good instrumentation and all that in, in the in the roberta flack version yeah, yeah it really elevates the uh, the emotion of it and like when it crescendos into the uh the, the chorus it really to me it hits harder like it or not hard i don't know harder it's the right way but it like it it's it's more of an emotional impact on the original mm-hmm. that's that's fair. Uh, whenever, even earlier today, as I was listening to it, the Fuji's one, it, it doesn't, it still, it slaps it. it it's a fantastic track. <laughs> um, but it might also, you could also look at it as like, hey, this is to show off how awesome Lauren Hill is as a singer. Whereas the original might be more like, here's the emotion of the moment in the song. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it when... The song serves the song and not the psycho singer. <laughs> the psycho narcissistic megalomaniacal singer. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I remember in that Killing Me Softly video, there was like at the end, they do these freeze frames and they do like so and so is doing this now. And for Lauren Hill, is like she lives in whatever with her 18 children. Like 18 children. She's been busy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I still don't know to this day if any of those were true. It was like Wyclef is I don't know what it said, but I don't I don't know. <laughs> Wyclef is starring in a popular Chappelle show guest spot. <laughs> Wyclef is starring in Wolverine. What? <laughs> oh damn! Did you see the rumors about um um what's his face uh, Harry Potter playing Wolverine briefly in oh. the uh, multiverse? Oh. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Have you seen uh, Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al in a biopic that Weird Al wrote? <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the first still came out of, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe is starring as Weird Al in the Weird Al story written by Weird Al. So it's going to be hilarious. Okay. All right, what? listener, we're back. We don't know what happened there. <laughs> what just happened? Nothing happened. So, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, were, what were you saying, Mike, right before... I don't, oh, I, I don't know where you cut out, but I was saying, I was saying that Daniel. Oh, Rad- oh, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolverine. Oh, you didn't catch what I said. He's, no, no, I didn't. No, he's playing Weird Al. Yeah. In a Weird Al biopic that's written by Weird Al. 
So it's going to be great. <laughs> but, okay, so what? But oh, yeah. <laughs> the first picture of him dressed as Weird Al came out this week. And you so, can't really see him. It's a very dynamic photo. But um, those are my thoughts on him playing Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> I am much more excited by him as Weird Al than I am. No, I don't exactly what I want to play Wolverine, but it's not going to happen. I know. Uh, what do you say his name? Jared Leto. He plays Wayne on Letterkenny. He's perfect. He's got the build. He's Canadian. He's got the stare. He's very manly. He'd be perfect. If there was, oh, oh, sorry. No, go on, go on. If if he hadn't already been Bane and then Venom, and there was already the joke about the fascination with covering his face, um, I'd be like Tom Hardy. I think would have been an excellent Wolverine, but he's it's too late for that now, and he's also probably a little too old. Um, I imagine they'd be looking for someone they can lock in for a bunch of pictures. Um, And someone who doesn't age. (laughs) Yeah, I saw there was like a, it was on the Spider-Man subreddit or something. Like, oh, who should play? um, No, it wasn't on Spider-Man. I I don't know what subreddit it was on, but it was like, you know, who should play Wolverine? Uh, No, 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 no. It wasn't Wolverine. It was, um, it was like, yeah, it was like a version of Spider-Man or something. And... And I can't Mark remember Wahlberg. <laughs> this guy, no, this guy, like I'd never heard of him before, but he had like the perfect face for Wolverine. Like it, it was just like, it, it's exactly, like, you know, exactly what you would think. It, uh, crap. I really wish I had saved it or remembered his name or something. <laughs> or, or any detail whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. He's like angular bone structure of his face. seemed very Wolverine-ish. There's a lot of talk about Taron Egerton being Wolverine. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's he's like, I get it. They want you. You want they want the star of their their multi million dollar franchise to be good looking. But Wolverine wasn't ever a hunk before Hugh Jackman played him. (laughs) Like he was short and hairy. That was it. (laughs) That's his thing. Want him to be short? Nobody. Nobody. You can't look up to a superhero short because a they're too short you literally have to look down on them or not that you should necessarily it's look up to prof- month, Christian. <laughs> not that you should necessarily that? <laughs> 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 that's so that's so <laughs> you're being ableist I oh don't gosh. know how those things are related, what? but I also don't want you to get yourself canceled by trying to like describe to me how they're related. So <laughs> I, I don't know how they're related. It's something about inclusivity. That's that's what I was going for. I'm just anyway. like I was going to say, you shouldn't look anyway. up to uh, Professor X because in the comics he's a he's a terrible person. Always sitting down. But oh my god. <laughs> I thought that's what we were talking about. <laughs> we were talking about height. It's I mean, he aspect, yes. was a tall man before um, he was disabled. I don't know if I want. Uh, I, I just can't necessarily picture Radcliffe as as Wolverine. No. Like maybe, maybe if we saw like if there were some test footage or something in a weird way. Like it's it's not like a it's not like a Ryan Reynolds situation. Where with Deadpool, you were like, okay, I, he was awesome for the five minutes of X-Men Origins Wolverine before they made him Baraka. So you knew going into the Deadpool movie, like, nah, this guy's got it. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't need to be convinced. Um, but with uh, Radcliffe as Wolverine, 
You got to convince me, Marvel. Me and my oh, whole, like that whole seven dollars I'll bring to your like. I would be surprised if he actually. Uh, oh, like real? Well, real? No, no, no. I, I mean, like I could see it with um, like if they're just doing a multiverse of madness, like brief, very brief, like oh, here's this version of Wolverine, or this here's version this version of, of this. Yeah, like I could see that. Like, why not? Right? The stakes are so low, but yeah. if they were gonna do that, that's the only way I see them get like getting Jackman. Yeah. What about um, what about uh Tom Cruise and his version of our Iron Man? Yeah, they say he's gonna be in Doctor Strange as spectacular or whatever sensational or whatever it is Iron Man. Yeah, who has like <laughs> what? He has Thanos' head in a jar and. <laughs> what what? <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I keep seeing all these different um, posts about that that Iron Man, that version of Iron Man. Apparently, he has like uh, Thanos' head in a jar and he has like several of the Infinity Stones. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just basically like way more ruthless and badass than, than yeah. Tony Stark, our Tony Stark. Yeah, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, if like I hope I've got no doubt that they'll be able to pull off uh, multiverse of madness, but then also it's when you look at all the wacky, insanely, insanely wacky rumors. Like, yeah. I've legit blocked Instagram accounts and everything just because it's like, I wasn't even looking for this. And I'm suddenly getting in my Instagram feed like, oh, so-and-so confirmed in Spanish. Yeah. And where you're like, no, shut up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage will be in the movie. I'm like, oh, gosh. just If even a fraction of these rumors were all true, you'd be like, this this cannot sustain what this movie should be. Well, I think the multiverse of madness is going to be a vehicle for them to do a lot of um, introductions, a lot of fan stuff, a lot of um, um, merging of the Fox and uh, and Marvel universes. Because that seems to be the only reason they're kind of going down this multiverse path in the past little while is to merge Fox into, I don't mean directly take the same actors, but to get the characters in. Yeah, because it explained it would be an easy explanation. Yeah, where were the mutants? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Unless they've always been there. We just haven't heard from them. Uh, That's not good enough. Uh, No. They, yeah. they would have made them pr- their presence known. <laughs> well, yeah. Say as much as you can call Cyclops a dick, he still would have shown up in in Endgame to fight for yeah. fight for the world. <laughs> I think they're gonna drop the mutant word in Multiverse of Madness, referring to um, Scarlet Witch. At mm. some point, they're gonna drop it. I yeah. think um, Tom Cruise is finally is gonna stop making movies after this because I think he's finally going to. He's finally dream. He he would become after joining uh, Scientology. <laughs> He's the character he'll play. That that version of Iron Man is what he legitimately thought he would be. He made enough money. To, yeah, <laughs> he's just like this is it. This is what I've been working towards this whole time. <laughs> like, it's, I'm going to be like know. like Super Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> super Jesus. Oh <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Tom Cruise will ever retire. At some point, he's going to be like, guys, I want to keep running for like five minutes straight and then jump off with something high. He's going to die doing like, Yeah, die mid-run. Like, he's just going to like... He's never going to settle down. He's never going to stop. No, no. His luck will run out. His body will fail him. Yeah, eventually... uh, So, yeah, something's going to take him. (laughs) 
What was like the last <laughs> the last Mission Impossible movie? You can see the shot where he would have like shattered his ankles because he yeah. does the freehand jump, and you just see the <laughs> see his legs swig right into the building, and we are like, oh, that 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 kills. Yeah, <laughs> going to space for the next one. I think he is. He's going to space. <laughs> <laughs> And he's gonna he, did a movie jump his free top his free falls and he's like guess what suckers I'm, I'm gonna, gonna re-enter <laughs> he's coming back re-entry we're gonna land on the moon Tom Cruise will not be stopped <laughs> I'm gonna run on the moon and oh, wow. I'll jump from the moon and re-enter Earth <laughs> Mission Impossible 12. <laughs> I think the last one I fell asleep during, but in the movie's defense, I was severely sleep deprived. Uh, I, that was the that was the first one that actually I saw in theaters. Um, it just looked like accessibly, accessibly action-y enough, yeah. where most of the time Tom Cruise is a deterrent to me seeing a movie. Because you're like, I'm just watching Tom Cruise. I'm not watching the character. Um, But it looked decent enough, and then it was fun. Was Henry Cavill on that one, or was it the one before? Yes, yes. Mission Impossible. The last one was the one where Henry Cavill had his majestic mustache, and there was the shot in the bathroom where he, like, cocked his... And it looked like a beard emerged. <laughs> <laughs> just like a beast is testosterone. Capital in his majestic mustache that Warner Brothers was too stupid to just <laughs> let him keep. <laughs> there should have been just like random shots in Justice League of Superman with a mustache. No explanation. But like between shots in the same <laughs> as a mustache. <laughs> that's the cut of the movie I want. Release the mustache. The mustache cut. Cut. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Have like a character looks at him, and like for like for a brief second he has a mustache. They look away. They look back, and it's gone. And it's like, <laughs> like wait, did you? And he's like, what? What do you mean? And it just like it keeps happening throughout the movie. And <laughs> like, huh, so that's what it's like. <laughs> you getting more and more like no, no. There was you. There was something on your face. There was something on your face. Yeah. <laughs> to say it. Oh, did you see that um, in the season finale of Peacemaker? Um, Flash. No, I didn't. Say, oh, oh, oh. Okay, never mind. I stopped myself. No, no, no. I know what you're gonna say. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I've seen the show. I just saw the one scene. But anyway. No, 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 no. Sorry, no, no. I know what you're gonna say. We're gonna say it. Just say it. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't watched the show. You're not spoiling anything. The the season finale, but only for a moment, and uh, it's it's R-rated. At least for Aquaman. <laughs> what? Aquaman drops an F bomb in Peacemaker. Oh, Aquaman shows up. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, the Justice League shows up. Sans Batman, right? Yeah, Justice League shows up, but you, uh, Wonder Woman and Superman are clearly not uh, yeah, the real actor. Henry Campbell and Cavill. They're in the shadows, so you can't see their faces. But you see um, Ezra like when, and um, uh, Momoa. 
It's like when Superman showed up in Shazam at the end, where you just see the, the yeah, chest like the emblem, but you don't see Cavill's head. <laughs> Yesterday, people were saying, why doesn't Cavill just show up in, in these shows and in the movies and all that? It's because he has one movie left on his contract, and DC doesn't want him to come back. <laughs> They're so foolish, though. He's like the best part. Hey, well, not the best part. But he's awesome. But they look at it as everyone hated Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. So like they're, they're looking at it as his fault. So they don't want to bring him back. It's not no, his. No, the fault oh. is Snyder's. Yeah. The Why other Snyder Bros. He made bad movies. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Oh well, it, it's Henry Cavill was in all of those, so it must be his fault. Look at the other common denominator here: Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, there's the DC, the the DC Snyder bro Snyder Bros fanboys. They just annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how anyone could be pro Snyderverse. Like it just it, it clearly has not worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's there's a lot of hardcore denial going on there. Where I get it. I get it. Like taste is subjective, yeah. Sure. But there are a number of things within those movies that are demonstrably bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you know, when when Flash comes out and we see Michael Keaton back as Batman, it's going to be like everyone's going to go nuts. I'm going to go nuts. People are already going nuts. <laughs> oh. Man. But when we actually see Michael yeah. Keaton, oh, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. <laughs> lose, it. lose my mind. <laughs> I I, I kind of like that we're almost at a point now where with Marvel and DC, at least on the movie front, it'll be forever before they're ever comfortable comic wise for this kind of thing again. But they don't seem to be as uptight as you think about like an actor being in both of those universes, i.e. Michael Keaton or in the case of a director like a James Gunn, because he's he's back at Marvel. He's doing Guardians 3. And yet he seems a lot more involved with DC than I ever thought he was because he's still constantly like he's very frequently engaging with the fan base about Peacemaker and just the films in general. Well, Leno, who says he has to stick to one team, does what he wants, plays by his own rules. He's a rebel. But no, like, what does it matter? I heard he's a sexual predator. (laughs) <laughs> well that's that's not that's incidental <laughs> yes what uh, uh, jared leto he's he's like a bad person oh jim I was, where's leto coming into this i was talking about james gunn i don't care about leto <laughs> oh, but, i forgot like, i'm not who, counting morbius as a crossover did somebody who mentioned him? What happened? You mentioned him, Mike. You, I did. Like, I said James Gunn. Oh no, I thought, I thought you like like Leto. He can he can bounce back and forth. Oh, I said let him, let him. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I misheard you. Damn right you did. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Never do that again. Yeah, you should feel bad. <laughs> Uh, so gents, as we're, uh, I, I know we got to get going in, in a little bit. So as we're winding down, um, I've got a couple Star Wars questions for you. Right. First one is, what is you if 
if you had to think about it, what would be one of or some of your favorite moments uh, from yeah. Star Wars? For, and it, it doesn't have to be original trilogy, movie. It could be any of the shows, a comic. I, I, I'm fine with the Legends being included because I'm a Legends fanboy and I miss the old EU. Um, but yeah, it, what are some of your favorite Star Wars moments? Uh, <laughs> the thing that I think originally hooked me on Star Star Wars was the Battle of Yavin. I love dogfights. So there's that. Um, Battle of Endor. That was awesome because it's even a, a even bigger battle. <laughs> Um, uh, Anakin killing the younglings was awesome. <laughs> there's, a, there's a picture I saw. Um, it was pro, it was promoting um, uh, the Disney Star Wars theme park. Oh, like no. build your own lightsaber. Oh no, it's VR. It's like now you can be in in your favorite Star Wars scene, and then it's showing Anakin killing the younglings. <laughs> um what else um duel of the fates the whole if that's what you want to call the battle that's like amazing uh that's about it (laughs) i yeah i'm trying to like i think like epic moments like um like ahsoka fighting uh darth vader in i think it's rebels yeah season two yeah yeah, like that's I dope. Just watching. I heard about that. Like, okay, I got to see this. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like there's there's some, but like there's so many moments that to me I I loved until we found out what happens after, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, that doesn't matter. Anymore. What do you mean, Palpatine <laughs> somehow returned? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So many. It's just like that. Those movies took the wind out of like all the sales. Every last damn sale I had. They just <laughs> undid everything. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like the 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 uh, does uh, book of Boba. <laughs> they, they redid another. Yeah, they it's they seem to have the same. They're like, okay, we we're, we're gonna build it up. We're gonna build up goodwill. We're gonna build up, and then we're gonna reap it in the most like <laughs> ruin it. Yeah, the most like callous. Like we're just gonna cut the whole thing off. <laughs> like, oh man, it's uh, they're soulless, man. Disney uh buying Star Wars was a huge mistake. Yeah, <laughs> realizes that. <laughs> I right, Chris, uh, defend it. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah. There's uh, for me. I still I I can't get to that level where I'm ready to be like nah everything everything since the sale has been bad because I'd be like frankly it 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 hasn't been some of the best. Uh, I no one's saying that. You just literally <laughs> said No, no. I didn't say everything since the sale has been bad. I'm just saying that they've dropped the ball, which means like, if anything, at least if we're being charitable, let's just say that the majority of stuff it's been, has been, or, or, or there have been things that have been like so critical that have done, that have been done so wrong that it negates all the other good things that they did and the things that were done beforehand. That I, I can't agree with that because that hasn't been the case for me. <laughs> I don't. We're not having a conversation. That this is not. It's not a safe space for you and your opinions, Chris. Okay? Oh Mike, God. don't let him get away with this. All right, I'm on it. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> like I've I've thoroughly enjoyed so many of the mm-hmm. comics that have happened since Marvel got the since Marvel yeah. got the license. There's been a lot of good there. Uh, some of my favorite Star Wars moments have been 
from Clone Wars season seven. Debatably, that that four part like those final those final four episodes were some of the best Star Wars. Period. Make that a movie. Put that in theaters. Audiences would lose their minds. It was awesome. Um, Mando season one and two had so many good moments mm. where. I don't know. I'm used to there being uh, like as a Legends fanboy, I'm used to there being a lot of questionable crap. Uh, as much as people like when they tout Legends, they're like, oh, the Thrawn trilogy, where you're like, bruh, there was a clone of Luke Skywalker in there. That's fine. But it, its name was Luke. Luke. Luke with two U's. Like, I. Uh, I've been, I've experienced the bottom barrel of Star Wars before. <laughs> really? That's what, that's what, get, like, just, that, that's, there that's was too many U's. Too many U's. No, no, no. Okay, so that, that, to me, that's not the bottom barrel, but it, it's an illustration because it's like, here we have this, like, Luke. Luke meeting his clone. That's going to mess with you. It's a clone of a, Je a mad clone of a Jedi. That's very interesting. And then we're going to take all the intimidation and interesting factor out of that by calling it something stupid like Luke. Like, that's a noise you make when you trip while you're saying someone's name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, don't, well, like, what about what, what is it, Savage Press? Like, come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like that I'm, doesn't bother me that how much. does that how does the one yeah, extra really you bother, bother you but not savage press <laughs> because savage uh, press i see is silly but it's not as it's not attached to this thing where everybody's like oh this was this was the pinnacle of legends where it's like bruh it was a clone with the second you but it's cool <laughs> how they made the clone they took luke's yeah. hand right no, no, that it's that, it's the failed execution that yeah. that's what bothers it's, me. That, it's the extra you that it's it's you're an anti vowel. <laughs> I am I am very. Just give him a different name. Give him a different name. Well, give him a different exactly. name. Just yeah. just call him Clone of Skywalker, and then I'm fine with it. Luke Clone Walker. Luke <laughs> <laughs> and the Clonosaurus. <laughs> uh, but there, like, if you look at the history of Legends, there's also a lot of questionable, like, really bad stuff. So I'm used to bad stuff being in my stores as well. So I'm like, all right, I can I can compartmentalize and really focus on the stuff that I like because I've had to do that for years. I got I got this awesome awesome meme here that I I wanted to share with the group, but it's so inflammatory that I figured I'd refrain. <laughs> but I'm gonna just share it here. Uh <laughs> Did you send it in the chat? No, I sent you <laughs> when I was like, hey, don't defend. Uh, oh don't wait. Is is that in our private text conversation? Yeah, you and me. Where I sent you the picture of uh, the guy from uh, Captain Phillips, the the, the African dude. Who he's like, Bali guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm the captain. I'm now. the captain now. <laughs> because hey, 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 stop, stop defending it, okay? <laughs> look at me. Look at me. We'll do You're that in here. shadow. I can't see you that well. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right there. Um, okay. So the meme. Is um, it's the one with like the guy he has the two buttons and he's like losing his, you know, he's freaking oh, out and he's sweating. Yeah. And on the left is uh, decanonizing the the sequel trilogy is selfish. It would upset so many fans. And on the right is why are you so salty? The EU is in canon. You can still read it. Because <laughs> 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 because the EU should have been the sequel trilogy. I agree. I agree. I would have like. The sequel trilogy, there was so much stuff where you're like, okay, if you don't want to, if you don't want to recreate what exactly was there, you can 
go beyond just cherry picking one or two things. You can be like, all right, let's boil it down to its essence and then like fine tune it to something better than what was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's almost like they had like really messed up motivations that had nothing to do with like making a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> expectations. Or, or serving the, the material with which they were gifted. <laughs> if one wants to look at it in a metaphysical way. <laughs> but yeah. No, afraid yeah. of doing anything different and um from what the fans knew that they they, they wanted to give us this warm blanket of stuff we, we remembered. Yep. And then Ryan wanted to subvert expectations and they wanted to fix everything that Ryan had done, but it was just, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, the sequels are a mess. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolute mess. Like, the only thing that, that gave me, like, hope after the first one was, like, okay, there's more to come. <laughs> well, I've said this many times. I had so many questions after the first one. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then they loop literally it. got and chucked aside at the start of this. Literally <laughs> chucked aside, yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm still I'm still optimistic about uh, I, I'm still optimistic about Star Wars. Like Filoni, as much as I love the guy, uh, Filoni and Favreau, they aren't they aren't perfect. Um, no. Neither was neither was George, um, especially when he had a yes man producer around him yeah. the entire time. But I I still think there's a there there's room for good as much as. As much as I want to look at Star Wars and be like, oh, everything's awesome. I don't think that's outside of the original trilogy. That's never been the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I would say they were perfect until I saw Book of Boba Fett. And it's like, oh, man. <laughs> it wasn't a bad show. It just wasn't a very good show. <laughs> it, there was some, and there's so many little things like stylistically. I'm like, this is where we're going with Star Wars now. You for real? This is where we're going. And yes, I am too. Like not entirely, but yes, part of that is talking about the stupid speeder bikes, the stupid Vespa bikes. I hated those city kids, or whatever you want to call them, the the, yeah. the mods. That's what they're called. I, I hated those kids so much. Yeah, same here. I'm like, this is not. This is like so not Star Wars to me. It's just it's very off. It's they were very so. Place. Yeah, like, like wrong franchise. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't quite put my finger on it exactly. Like, what specifically, you know, makes me feel that way? It's just, it's all, it's like a melange of inscrutable, intangible things about them. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, it just, it's not. It's you're breaking like the wall. It's sort of you're breaking the immersion. Or, and and there and there were so many things about like the the battle at the end of that series where I'm like. Everyone should be dead three or four times over. This doesn't make any sense. Like you're like, there's so many little things that happen where it's like, oh my god, like this could actually make sense or be good if you just shot it correctly or cut it correctly. Where it's like you're lingering on scenes for too long, things are taking too long, or people are like, you know, it's they should be dead already. When like you're just, you know, you're making something last longer than it should. It's it's it was just a, a bad time overall. <laughs> But like the video I mentioned earlier, they, they pointed out how, I don't know what episode it was, maybe the third or fourth one, where um, Bo was attacked in the streets by these like these number one assassins, and all they do is take their their turns poking him. Yeah. <laughs> these are supposed to be the deadliest assassins, and um, Fennec just sneaks up on two of them, and they don't even put up a fight. <laughs> it's, there's so many things, but it's just like, if, if you're not 
like if you're even remotely inclined to be like objective or critical, even charitably, like there's you like it's very there's very little redeeming qualities. Yeah. Uh, Are you still looking forward to uh, Kenobi? Yeah. <laughs> that sounded like a very much like a i guess <laughs> yes yeah it's a very like yeah i'm no longer as gung-ho as i was now it's just kind of like we'll see, see i'm really concerned do. about them ruining established uh ideas and canon with the kenobi series like mm. they're no doubt from what i've heard going to have vader and kenobi meet again i don't want that to happen i've said this before i don't want that to happen it just doesn't I, seem right. That's the only thing I want to happen. If that doesn't happen, <laughs> no. then the entire thing was a waste of time. <laughs> no. I want flashbacks. I want this? Yeah. maybe <laughs> some sensing, but I don't some want... Some sensing? Vader <laughs> senses that Kenobi is near or something. Yeah, I, yeah, don't, yeah. I know. I, I don't know. want them to fight again. They're, they're supposed to, you know, Mustafar, and then nothing happens until the Death Star. I think there's enough room to you can you can you know you can get him in there. You better have a good reason. He'll get in there. You can watch out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Have a good reason. Yeah, you gotta tape up your clothing. It's too loose. You know he'll get in there. I, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, no. I would love to. I I really I want to see I want to see Vader and Kenobi. Have a real legitimate fight, and which isn't the the uh, what is it the the um, the remake or whatever that you know that the YouTube one yeah, that, that they made old, yeah old him, but yeah that uh, was most of all I want Hayden Christensen to be uh, redeemed and yeah. given good material <laughs> hmm. that's what yeah. I want yeah because he yeah. could have been great yeah. <laughs> what's that noise <laughs> it's a polite disagreement <laughs> could he but I generally lean more towards where you're at Mike although I am I am interested I think they could they've just got to if they do the fight which it seems like they're going to do Mm-hmm. They've got to get my concern is that there's got to be a reason why there's the fight. There's yeah. got to be the reason why the fight doesn't continue because Vader is so uh, like would be so obsessed with finding an ending Kenobi that yeah. if Kenobi is back on his radar and right in front of him and he fought. There's got to be a a huge reason as to why he's not immediately canceling the rest of his plans to find and kill yeah. Okay. When when does the Kenobi series take place? About ten years after three or twenty years? I think ten. Twenty years would be Luke would be grown up. So. Yeah. It's so I think it. I think it's got. I think five or ten. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Maul is still alive, but I don't think they're going to meet again. That'd be cool. It would be, but the problem is they like Maul's send off in Rebels was actually really, really dope. It was poetic. Uh, yes. Yeah. So poetic. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, don't undo that. Like, of course, I want to, I'm, I'm a sucker for an awesome Darth Maul fight, yeah. but don't undo that excellent ending. Um, 
And it's going to be too much if you've got two people obsessed with finding and killing him. They found him and never find him again. Okay, how about this? How about this? Now, when uh, Vader versus Maul, we finally get to see the fight. That would be awesome. It would be, but then, like, I think the end game of that would always be, like, as much as we all love Darth Maul, we're like, nah, Vader would kill him. Vader would pop the floor with him. <laughs> like, it, it would be a dope, it, it could be a dope fight where Maul's got, like, the difficulty is now, Maul's getting older, and he's half machine as well, so he doesn't have the speed that he used to in his prime. Like, the... As much as we always wanted to see the fight, we'd be like, if Maul limps away, it it for. Although I guess with Rebels, when he sensed Vader was coming, he's like, oh no, I gotta get out of here. Like yeah. I know I'm dead. Yeah. You could add on to that a little bit, but it would still be like, how are we going to do this where we're serving, like the fan base well, the story well, and the character well, where also then like they they've done a good job in the comics, and then of course with that awesome hallway sequence of making Vader a menace again. Mm. Um, like, are you going to denuder him again by having him like not be able to kill two people? <laughs> yeah. 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 It is. It, <laughs> that'd be hilarious to like bring Maul back again somehow. And just, <laughs> just to have him like, Wait! <laughs> just like remove like yeah, just like force toss out of the window or something. <laughs> Comes in. I mean, like, <laughs> I he slowly takes off his head. I am Maul. <laughs> very like like a like a small dog can like. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of. Back when Revenge of the Sith was coming out, Mike and I would just laugh hysterically as we'd add on to the scene of Anakin killing the younglings. Oh like, oh, you see all these younglings flying out the window. <laughs> <laughs> he he instead he ignites his lightsaber and then like turns it off and then he just force chucks force them, chucks out, them out, out the window. Yeah. And then you just keep cutting to it. They play it as a comedy. It's like the dramatic music, and then every once in a while, the camera cuts back. The then there's Bale's flying away. The yeah. Flies yeah, the youngling hit the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, he just like hits it and like slides off. <laughs> Makes this squeaking sound and everything. <laughs> oh my god. Or like that, yeah, like what? Yeah, like one of the people driving in the city just sees like something. Like what was that? Like ding, something hits it. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> Battle, like right in the front of the windshield. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, aside oh, from man. aside from the horrible comedy of that, I I do love that scene where Anakin kills the kids because it it's like it gets real. It gets so real at that moment. You're like, oh damn. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of kids. <laughs> now there's there's it's hard to come back from that <laughs> yeah infanticide yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah the bold yeah. strategy cotton let's see if it pays off <laughs> yeah it's like okay so like even if he did come back to the light side do we want him do we want him on this? <laughs> <laughs> so uh do we you know we do we want him uh i don't know <laughs> it, it makes the anakin smiling at the end of uh Return of the Jedi a little bit harder to swallow. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have anything to smile about, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, great, you killed Palps, but uh, 
He also murdered like 20 <laughs> children. We need and, to talk about some stuff. Pops <laughs> yeah. isn't even dead, dude. You didn't even do it right. <laughs> Can't you sense his his uh, essence surviving? Well, not no. only that, but then like they show in the comics that like Vader totally knew about like all of his plans to like revive himself via oh, he clone did. after he died, and he did nothing to tell Luke or anyone okay, about it. Worse. <laughs> I don't think it could get any worse. Yeah, it's just it's like it's just they just ruined it. They just crapped the bed so hard. Ah, uh, I don't even want to talk about Star Wars anymore. When I I think about it, I'm just it's no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know I know about all the I think mean, he's gonna come back. I know about his plans. I know about all of this, but I'm not gonna tell Luke, I'm not gonna tell anybody. I'm not like I'm but I am a force ghost. I have the ability to communicate with them, but I, again for years, for decades, I will not warn anyone at all and let it happen. Cause cause why? Why? Yep. <laughs> I can't. I can't of course, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you, you have you have millions. It's like the richest company on planet Earth, and you can't figure out how to make this make sense. You can't. You can't hire enough people to to, to track all the things. That, you can't build like a, 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 a like a piece of AI that'll just figure it out for you because you're too damn stupid. I, uh, <laughs> exactly. They don't care. It's just hubris. It's, it's they don't care. They know you'll buy it. They know you'll all just go and see it, and they don't care. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't deal with it anymore. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm uh, on a, a, a lighter final question. <laughs> and, uh, we're just going to move on. We're going to move on from that. I'm I, I was going to try to have a different Star Wars question, but clearly maybe, maybe not today is not the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess, uh, final question as we, as we wind down, gents, um, what would you say is your definitive version, if you had to pick it, of Layla? The original. The fast one, fast and hard. The, really? the Derek and the Dominoes one. Yeah. Really? And oddly yeah. enough, well, I shouldn't say oddly enough, but controversially enough, maybe, the best part of that song is the piano outro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the yeah. piano outro is ding, dope. Ding, ding, I mean, ding, with ding, the guitars ding, behind it, that whole ding, instrumental part, the second half of the song is the best part. Ding, Not to say that the ding, first half is bad, ding, but it's just really nice. And then you got the wow, wow, with Dwayne Allman in the back. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. That's fair. Fair enough. So I, I don't know why I lean towards the, I lean towards the acoustic. I really do. You're wrong. You're wrong. 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 It's not to discredit the original. I love the original. I just, I lean towards the acoustic. Crunch <laughs> my face up hard enough. face of yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so disapproving. You're, I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> the original version, like if you look at what the song is, it's Eric Clapton's unrequited love for for right. Patty Boyd, and like the 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 almost madness of the original version. That's mm-hmm. that captures it, right? Like he's so in love with a woman he can't have that he's going insane. Right. No, and I think that's where, like, I love that. I I do love both versions and how they represent that story. 
the acoustic one, I look at it almost like a person looking back on that and being like the chase, the chase and everything that I was feeling it like it wasn't worth. Okay. I can, I can, I can, I can, I hear that. Yeah. I, it's the the like the theme of that that I that I appreciate more with the acoustic version that you don't. But it's I do look at them almost like it's the same song, but two in a weird way, two parts. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I hear that. But you're still wrong about everything. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's we. I'm glad we could get back around to that because that's <laughs> the main <laughs> point. <laughs> so we don't. You know, we don't lose that. So we don't want to lose Chris. <laughs> I'm fine with you understanding. You just still have to tell him he's wrong. <laughs> like I understand your point, but you're very wrong about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I guess it's the end of it, so we probably don't want to get into it. But there's so many things where people like, like, we're like, oh, you, you just don't get. Or it's like, no, I fully get. I still like, I'm, I, I like, there are moments where in like, like, um, for, oh crap, it's, this is the wrong thing to bring up at the brain. Anyway, <laughs> like, just some, some, some of the things that have been going around, right, where people are like. Oh, you don't get it. It's like a, you know, we, we yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just, uh, it doesn't have to do with anything that happened in Canada recently. Yeah, <laughs> it does actually. <laughs> right, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, well, no, no. Where they, they're like, oh, you know, they, they're talking about tyranny, and they're like, oh, you just don't understand. It's like, no, dude, I understand. There, there, there's a time and a place wherein. I would be willing to stand with you against what I perceive as tyranny. I don't perceive what you perceive as tyranny to be tyranny. That's the thing. Like I'm not. It's not like I'm. I'm totally unaware of the possibility that governments right. may overreach and that there yeah. may be a time where we have to stand up to them. But it's like I'm not dumb enough. Or anyway, anyway, anyway I'm not. I'm not. I'm not there. I'm, okay? I'm not there with. I'm not there at this time. Yeah, I don't see any reason to be doing that right now. Like I. I I'm, but I am willing to. I understand that it's a, a thing that like I should be willing to, and to do and be aware of mm-hmm. like the necessity of and I. I am, um, and and we, you know, anyway, we we, oh, we maybe we should have got into it. Anyway, we'll we'll let it go. <laughs> well, Mike, do, do you uh, you got to go now, or do you got a couple minutes? No, I, I haven't heard from the guy, so I don't I don't know. So okay. he's gonna let me know when he's on his way, and I haven't heard from him. So okay. I got time, as far as I I know. Uh, we got. Look, let's give let's give some extra time to go into a little bit of time to go into it because a lot of the podcast was filler, and just like my predicted. It would be like 3.25 when we get to that. <laughs> 3.31, we're just getting into the meat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we just, uh, we we haven't even been skirting around the bush, but it, we Canada had emergencies, an emergency act uh, enabled, and then later uh, revoked. Um, and that caused a lot of hoopla. Shall we say? <laughs> well, it's martial law. They're going to start to take over our lives. No, 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 no. Uh, relax. <laughs> relax. Have they done anything to make you think that they're going to come and take your bread? They're going to take your your freedom away? No. They're just. They made it clear that they're using this to give police powers to break up. Uh, a blockade, uh, an occupation, and then they're going to move on, which is exactly what they did. Yes, it could have gone further, it could have gone wrong, but it didn't. So, and, here's th- and they wouldn't have had to have, have used the emergency act if, uh, if, if I, I mean, you can say you can point to like the incompetency of uh, the OPC, or you can say, hey, maybe they were just in bed with these people, or they supported them implicitly. So, oh. if, yeah, if I mean. 
if that is the case, then really they're the ones who who are to blame. Like you, the people who yeah. are protesting. Like you, you, yeah, you people, the people who are siding with you, the cops who are siding with you. You're all to blame for this yeah. this overreach uh, of government um, powers, right? So it's really the thing that you were protesting against. You brought into existence right exactly. by virtue of the fact that you're protesting. Exactly. And that's the thing. That's one of the things that really gets me because I'm thinking like, man, I, I'm I'm willing like there's almost no limit to what I'm willing to uh to to um advocate for if it's the right cause, right? Like I I I'm pretty radical when it comes to that stuff. So my fear is that like, oh okay, so now when we actually have to you know um go on a general strike or something like that to to like in terms like for maybe uh, affordable housing or or uh, inflation or something like that when we something that actually matters, something that's real that's going to affect all of working class Canadians of all stripes everywhere. Like it, we can't do that now because you because people like you have set this precedent where you've given the government the ability to like come in and just suspend rights and then uh, banks you've given banks the 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 right to like come and suspend your our accounts yeah. and stuff. And it's like d- like that's insane, dude. Like like if you can't like uh, you should be able to protest because that's your right, and yeah. you should be able to also buy food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, let me go off on a tangent here. Let me go off on a tangent. Okay, so they were talking about uh, high grocery prices last night on the news, and they were talking about how there's this thing now with Loblaws and uh, Frito-Lay, how Frito-Lay increased prices. Now Loblaws doesn't want to carry their chips. So they were talking to this food expert from, like, university in New Brunswick, and he's always on there, uh, Charlebois or whatever. I forget his Sylvain Charlebois, I think his name is. Um, so anyway, they were talking to him, and he was saying, We've actually been spoiled for the past 30 years and having cheap food prices. And like, why don't you shut up? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's saying the prices are actually coming to be now what they should be. Like, well, the we haven't been spoiled. The uh, the people who are paying us, the corporations, have been spoiled by not paying us enough to support these higher food prices do you see where i'm going i'm not yeah, saying I, as well as i'm thinking it but still yeah. it's bother it bothers me like it's not us that's being spoiled it's the rich that are being spoiled by giving the they've been given the ability to not pay us enough yeah and then we we get to survive on on cheap uh, unhealthy processed food right I mean, yeah speaking of which bag of doritos uh the store the other day seven dollars for a big yeah. bag of doritos I know. I went. Uh, I was at Costco, and I used to get a bag of regular Doritos. It was a big bag, but it was a reg- the regular kind, the the OGs, yeah. and it was like six bucks. Like, okay, so it's a big bag, okay. But then they brought out this. Uh, oh, I forgot what the flavor. It was a special flavor. It's like taco or something. I forget. But it was really good. But it was a regular size bag, and it was seven dollars. Like, what are you guys doing? Uh, six like, to me was the limit. That was the limit for those the the not the family size big, you know, just like the normal big, like that. that six bucks was like that was that was as high. I'm like this, it better stay here for the next like ten years because like, <laughs> I'm not. But now now it's like seven twenty seven. Like, it's almost ten dollars for a bag of chips. Is yeah. That what like. I, we got to start burning, burning down buildings, dude. Like this is we can't, we can't have this. We can't have a bag of chips. For no, seven everything's going to absolutely collapse. I mean, and, and even if yeah. you look at housing, uh, and I, I recognize that there's a homeowner in this conversation, so I'm, I'm, I don't really care, but I'm going to go off. Like, <laughs> it bothers me so much. How, eat your flesh. Okay, so there was this thing on Reddit the other day. I keep going back to this whenever I, whenever I think about it. There's this, there's this um, thing on Reddit the other day of um, this guy put up a real estate posting. Uh, he was looking at a house in London, London, Ontario. It was, the asking price was $199 for this house. And he, he uh, I forget what he said he bid, but he was outbid by an out-of-city blind investor, I mean blind 
they didn't see the house, but um, investor who paid four seventy four for the house, more than double, almost well, it would be almost two and ten, two and a half times the um, the um, asking price. Ridiculous. And like I, I was, my, my we had a family get together yesterday, and um, whenever. The, the topic of housing comes up. My dad always starts talking about, oh, we're bringing all these new people into the country and they're giving them houses. Like, where, where, where are you living? No, they're not. Where are you living? They're not no. giving houses. No. Was, oh, my gosh. No, they're not. To tell them, you know, you don't realize how tough it is for people out there. They're not being paid enough. Oh, that's because they don't want to work, he says. Like, no, 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 no. Don't do it. Like, <laughs> I Christian. Um, and I start, I get on him. I say, like, don't even, like, I, I don't even know where to begin with you. Like, it's not that people don't want to work. It's, he's talking, like, my dad's talking about how there's, um, all these vacancies, these job vacancies. He says, because people don't want to work, they're being paid by the government. Like, no, Dad, it's not that. It's that they're not being paid enough to actually survive in the world. Yeah, it's like, if I'm going to be work 40 hours a week and be poor, and why why would I work for it? Like, if I'm going to be poor anyways, why am I going to work 40 hours a week? The problem isn't the workers. It's not, it's not um, laziness. It's not anything like that. It's, there's, they're not being paid enough to actually survive in the city. Yeah. Or yeah. anywhere outside the city. I get an argument with people. I, I mean, okay, so I stopped using Reddit on my phone, but in the the odd time, like I'll come home and I'll scroll it for a bit, and then I'll go and play video games or something. But this weekend, I was scrolling pretty hard, admittedly. Um, <laughs> but I got an argument with people, and this is why I don't go on Reddit anymore. But I got an argument with people. You don't have to actually uh, respond to them. You know that, right? Yeah, no, no. I've, I've what I've started doing is like I've started uh, disabling reply notifications, so I don't even know if they reply to me. Yeah, but um. Yeah, like uh, people who are arguing about like you know uh, uh, just move, and I'm like, okay, well, what if everybody? What if everybody who works a minimum wage job in Toronto moves, right? And they're like, oh, well, teenagers will work. I'm like, okay, from the hours of, between the hours of four and nine, uh, we have about two hundred thousand teenagers in all of Toronto. We have about a million uh, minimum wage jobs. I don't really know how that works out to you. Also, you know, is that really the measure? Like, well, how do you measure like the 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 morality or or the the efficacy of a culture or society? Is it like one that that like wholly exploits every uh, like child labor or or yeah. makes it necessary for their teenagers to to work after school as opposed to actually doing something that like enriches the the community or their themselves or, or like you know like what 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 are we yeah. doing here dude like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I'm sorry to cut you off but no, you just get me going we were, t we were talking yesterday about how um people <laughs> buying condos and all that my dad's like yeah it's because people they don't want to come home and they don't want to cut their lawn they don't want to do this they're, they're too lazy to do that like have you considered that they're so burned out from working too jobs to pay just scrape by to pay for their house that they they don't have the energy to mow their lawn well, have also, you considered this yeah like who's how who can afford like a house in toronto like if one even comes up for sale like it's it's, it's or, crazy it's like, not just in toronto anymore it's like anywhere within like yep. uh below sudbury <laughs> it's like it's crazy i'm seeing the prices like barry or um kitchener or uh, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of somewhere up north. Um, but the prices are crazy. 
Yeah. No, I can't think of a single person who's like, hey, here, here, let me buy something that's smaller than an apartment that's actually made worse, where I have less rights and more expenses. Uh, I don't actually have any pro- – I don't own any actual property. Like who who genuinely wants to buy a condo over a house unless it's like literally like, oh, I have to work downtown or, I, or, yeah. or something. So like there's literally no houses downtown. Yeah. So th- this is my, my thing. Like I get that. But most people – I think there's a ton of people like the who bought a condo because they had to because they couldn't yeah. afford a house. And uh, – who be who just bought it as an investment vehicle because the market is literally just a Ponzi scheme and yeah. it's it's not it is, like, it is. It's, yeah. yeah it's 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 a pyramid scheme <laughs> <laughs> basically the, uh, the modern economy is a pyramid scheme I'm like let's not get into and, you know I, I was talking about this yesterday uh, uh, see what that's, we're working now we're going now we're rolling <laughs> this the, the condos like my, well, I think, I should, I my, my dad was saying with the, with the, with the lake, the, the, down by the lake, he was saying with the condos all going up, you can't even see the lake anymore. And I'm saying like, yeah, they're, because they're squeezing all these condos in, but they're so poorly built. Like the ones that started to block out the lake when we started to to um, notice this maybe 10, 15 years ago, those were so poorly built. They're going to start falling apart anytime now. It's already yeah. started yeah. Uh, with like the condo uh, like business towers in the yeah. downtown core. They're falling apart. They're becoming ghettos, dude. Like when they look yeah. nice on the outside, but when you get down there to like the ground floor, like inside yeah. the buildings, like people are like crapping all over the stairwells and doing drugs and stuff. Yeah. And like they're gonna be slums. There's so oh. many of the yeah. There's so many of the units that are like they're not even occupied. Um, like it, yeah, it's it's gonna become like like yeah, Michael, you were saying like slums. Like this is like oh, uh. things are falling out just to begin with. And like hundred dollars is sounding pretty good right about now. <laughs> Yeah, dude, five hundred dollars was dope. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't understand how it was the worst building in. Like, dude, I like those buildings along. Um, um, what is it? Not Sherburn. Is it no? Not Sherburn. What's before Parliament? You know, like you know when you're going along, uh, uh, Gerard. <laughs> yeah. And you hit. Um, is it Sherburn? River. 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 Yes, dude. Those buildings. Those are the real like. Like those are the buildings you do not want to live in. Right, man. right. Yeah, River, yeah. And Gerard. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're playing those now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you leave from um, yeah, when you leave from Sherburn Station out the back way, and you start walking right. down there. Yeah, yeah. Like all the all that area, dude, is just. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a horrifying area. Yeah, I would live in Five Hundred Dawes any day over like almost any of the buildings all along that street from 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 Bloor <laughs> down to. Occupying that whole area now, right? Yeah. But uh, they're gentrifying that whole area. Um, but it's it's funny, like they built all these quote unquote nice condos around what was Regent Park, like the Regent Park. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just left like the ghetto there. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> move them. They put them into nicer buildings. But they're still like the old. You don't want to mess with those guys. There's bars on the window drug deals outside your front door buildings <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh man yeah i I went i used to get weed off this guy um daniel and he lived on a building on <laughs> on river and it What's was like um yeah so like going From in daniel dude, johnson and <laughs> going into the lobby was like it was scary like it, well, it was okay. like Insane yeah. asylum, welfare, drug addict, yeah. central dude. It was like it, it. I don't know, man. And there's like cockroaches like in the lobby and in the hall. Like it's just Dawes Road is way better than that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> was, oh, jeez. Uh, 
yeah, don't even get me started on it. Don't, don't, don't even. Like, yeah, <laughs> don't like get started. I, I, right? I, realize, <laughs> I realize myself, I'm fairly well off. Like I make a decent wage, but somehow I still don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't. Oh, I shouldn't say that. But I mean, like I, I was gonna say, I shouldn't be complaining, and that's true to an extent. But I mean, what I'm trying to say is, there's people worse off, and I realize that. Um. I'm trying to fight for them because despite even my own um, beneficial circumstances, I'm still not doing that great somehow. Like, I, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Like, not a- it bothers me that despite that I'm still doing so well, I still can't get ahead. And I don't want to sound like spoiled brat or anything like that. But there's certain expectations that we were raised to have, mm-hmm. right? We were kind of, it's kind of a timeline. Like you, you, you grow up, you go to school, you go to college, you get a job, you get married, you buy a house. Everything's great. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, man, I'm of the mind where if you work 40 hours a week, you should be able to support yourself and your family. Even yeah. like, I mean, some fun money, not a lot, but some fun money. Yeah, even, even like, money. not even like, not even any fun money, just enough money to put away so that like, you don't have to work till you're 80. Right. Like, so you can like retire. <laughs> I mean, with- just to have some semblance of like, to be able to go to a movie. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, dude, like, for like me, I don't go which, on vacation. I don't go to see movies. I when they were like five dollars a show, seven dollars yeah. a show. Yeah, but yeah, dude, I, I, I don't know, man. There's so, there's so many people like on on the the Toronto subreddit who who like like for okay, so someone was like, oh, here, do this, here, find a partner to help you pay your bills. Like, oh, I'm sure people living in poverty never thought of that. What great advice you're giving you? You're so enlightened. Or like, hey, get a second gig. It's like, hey, I'm already working 40 hours, 40 hours a week. You know what I need to do? Work another 20 just so I can, guess what? Just so I can survive. Not so I can put yeah. away. Not so I have fun money. Not so I can support my family. No, just so I can literally just survive 60 yeah. hours a week. That's just so I get tonight. Yeah. That, yeah, that's not a metric of a successful culture of society. And then yeah. it's like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, and like people were downvoting him and then someone was like why are you being downvoted for offering helpful ideas and I'm like because they're making excuses for a system that isn't morally defensible it's like yeah. telling a frog that's being boiled in a pot of water to just swim harder like it only benefits the person boiling the frog with the added benefit of making whoever is giving this dog shit advice feel intellectually superior and it's gross dude and it's like the person replied to them saying oh some people don't like to be pulled out of their comfort zone and I'm just like dude comfort zone like you, you think it's comfortable being too poor to afford to live like what are you yeah, literally effing insane to accept these things, right? For being conditioned yeah, like, to, to believe that, oh, I just need to work harder. But no, no, no. That's like you need to put in some effort. Yes, but you shouldn't have to fight this hard to just survive. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and it's like like when you like what, what your dad said was like nobody wants to work. I'm like I'm pretty sure people would rather work than just starve to death homeless. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure they want to work, dude. Like yeah. people, people want to. They also want to be paid enough to live and to buy food, put a roof over their heads. How about collectively we just say like, hey, it doesn't matter what job you're doing. Uh, how about you have dignity and you have the ability to to, to literally like to yeah, yeah. to survive and save for your like to go even further. Like this coming from someone who. Uh, I don't know if you finished high school. Let's just say finished high school, but that's it. And then was able to get jobs one after the other throughout his life. Sure, there were some hard times in there, but like he's never uh, like it's always been okay. Like the boomer generation, it was always okay. okay. There was always a job around the corner. Like, well, like yeah, a high school now. education could get you yeah a job that could afford a house and support of a family. 
We're, we're yeah. having people now, people in our generation and the next ones, who are, uh, you know, getting degrees and they st- they're still working minimum wage. Something's horribly wrong here. Yeah, and I, it's, it's by a lack of ch- uh, by uh, by choice. It's it's so morally bankrupt to like that people like they they gain some sort of self worth out of out of saying like out of being like oh your financial your economic situation is a reflection of your character and the fact that I'm not doing as bad as you means I'm in, intrinsically a better person and it's like yeah. the only thing you're do, like you're you're sacrificing like like your morality your hum, your humanity your soul like the the your solidarity with the working class to 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 get that little hit of dopamine for being like that your ego to satisfy your ego and it's just like it's so pathetic and gross and it's like like I don't know, man. I, I, people like that to me like don't really have a, yeah, a place in in uh, well, civilized society. The thing but. that's bothering me, or, <laughs> uh, uh, other than the other stuff, is that um, <laughs> we're we're. I, I feel like I'm hearing more and more that people in our generation and the next ones, they're not going to be able to retire, or they're going to retire at like 75, or there's you know they're going to work till they die. Yeah. So they literally die. Like they just don't wake up one morning when they have to go to work. Yeah. Uh, and oh, that's that's okay. That's just the way it is. But it's because, uh, well, for a number of reasons. But one of them being that um, the uh, federal or the, the the government coffers are being so depleted by not um, taking the fair share of uh, tax revenue mm-hmm. from those who have so much. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, like our social security is going to be bankrupted because uh, they're refusing to actually tax. People who have the money, and then they're going to blame it. Oh, there's too many immigrants coming in. They're taking yeah. all the money. No, 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 no. There's, 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 but I thought the whole rich, uh, rich uh, John Johnson over there. He, uh, he's got uh, billions of dollars that he's just sitting on, and he, you're not taking a penny of it. Yeah, but I also I thought the point of like um, immigrants and stuff was to to basically like pay back all the money that that. Uh, they they're losing uh, for for our generation social security or, or something. It's it's basically like a Ponzi scheme, right? Like the next, the previous generation or, or the next generation pays the previous generation's debt, sort of thing. Uh, yeah. But admittedly, I I don't. I'm not. <laughs> there's a lot I don't know. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot I'm only tangentially like familiar with. <laughs> oh yeah, there, a lot of this what we're talking about. It's uh, there's there's many layers to it. <laughs> yeah. Many 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 layers. Yeah. It's just very upsetting. <laughs> and on that I'm note, trying to not sound, I'm trying to not sound like uh, a spoiled brat and say, "Oh, I want more, I want more." I just, I don't know. I just think it should be fair. <laughs> people should be oh, treated yeah, no, like kings. Here's the thing, man. If enough people get together, we decide what's fair, right? And I think that, it, it, and and it's not. This isn't like, uh, you know, uh, to an extent, yeah, might is right. But I think in this situation, it's just a simple, simple morality, right? Like if you're if you're working forty hours a week, you should be able to afford uh, rent and save up for a house and uh, or and or retirement, right? Like I'm assuming, like in lieu of being able to save for retirement, save for a house, right? There should be a house that you should be able to save for and afford yeah. eventually. If you're working, like even if you're working minimum wage and you're just by yourself and you got a one bedroom, dude, you should be able to put enough money away to afford a house. Like and and, and people are like, no, you shouldn't. It's like why though? What? Why? How come we don't all just get to decide? Yes, that that is something like. If it were me, I would want that. Like, why? Why? Why not? <laughs> like, I don't get it, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like I feel like if we all, you know, if enough people got together, anything's fair. <laughs> anything is defensible. You know what I mean? Anything is um, doable, achievable. So it. 
I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm just wondering where the breaking point is finally going to be. Like, I, is it going to be complete economic collapse or is it going to be revolution? I don't mean literally like armed revolution, but I mean some sort of rising up. My, yeah, my fear is that like any revolution is just going to be very like animalistic and impromptu in a lot of ways and unorganized. And it's just going to be like I my fear is that like in the West, any sort of revolution is just going to end up in like a fascistic um, yeah. sort of a militaristic dictatorship sort of thing, right? Like, I, I have no faith that, like, uh, we we become more in line with our, our, our initial, like, liberal democratic goals or, or ethos. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> my, I, I was just slightly chuckling just because my fear would be if there is, uh, like, a kind of protest or, as you said, a revolution, I weirdly look at it like I could see it going along the ways of how the uh, the the trucker protest went, where you could have a lot of people who are there just genuinely like peacefully protesting, yeah. But then also not organizing things well enough, where you've got a bunch of horrible people, yeah, <laughs> bringing in horrible things, doing horrible things. Yeah, like there's gonna be a that yeah. wreck the association of the entire thing where of course there were people peaceful protesters within uh within ottawa but there were also a bunch where it's like nah this happened because people were doing stuff that led to this reaction <laughs> yeah like there's going to be there's going to be a protest of like what well, let's just call them the people that are in the right saying oh we need fair wages we need fair this this and this and this and then there's going to be that fringe group that gets all the attention on the side saying yeah get rid of the immigrants right? yeah it's it is see that's why like when you when you organize something like that which is weird because a lot of these like these far right protests are, are are actually really well organized and funded um and, but when that's the thing like if, when you're you need like a coherent leadership structure and like sort of like a centralized leadership leadership structure and representation um, and organization. And so that in the event that you find people who are undesirable uh, <laughs> to your movement, like latching onto it, you can disassociate yourself and be like, no, 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 no. Either like you can, you can come and join us, but you're not spouting any of this, you know, any of your Nazi white supremacists, um, your, your crazy conspiracy theories, your your you know, you're not gonna be waving your um with your Confederate flags in Canada. Oh. <laughs> these people these like it, it's I don't know, man. It, yeah. My it, first it, amendment it, is being you're, 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 you don't have you're amendments, dude. <laughs> you heard about that? My first amendment yeah. right is being uh, trampled on. You're Canadian. The first amendment is recognizing Manitoba as a province. <laughs> 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 it's, yeah, man. Like these, a lot of these people are just. It, this is like a failure of uh, our educational system for sure. Like, like it's a scathing indictment of it when you see a lot of the, the, their opinions and the, the way they'll be like, oh, so the the news, the mainstream media said something that, uh, like, it, it, it hurt my feelings. Like, it, I had an extreme emotional reaction to it. So now I've dismissed all mainstream media and I only listen to and, and read the Rebel. And I, for some reason, I can't apply any, like, even a modicum of the same sort of uh, of critical thing. Thinking I applied to, 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 to like you know what I mean like it's, yeah. it's like it's like they're just like oh they lied a bit one time and now I'm 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 just throwing it all out the window it's like it's like those people who are like I used to be on the left until somebody was mean to me and now I've abandoned yeah. literally all my principles and morals and I'm now on the right it's like 
No, dude, you're an emotional little like you're a little bee baby, and and you're 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 you're, you're, you're like you're not willing to admit it. You're not willing to admit like, oh, this hurt my feelings. This really like it it, it it clashed with my emotions, and now I'm having extremely emotional reaction. And they're trying to like cover it up with like, I'm just being objective, and I'm being yeah. no, you're not. You're dumb. You just you heard those words like some <laughs> like some talking head or pundit said yeah. it. You you latched onto it, and you yeah. have like this vague tangential understanding of what the concept is. And now you're using it to defend your own uh, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you had some talking head, and you said, "Well, that sounds smart. I'm going to use that." Yeah, that's that's a lot of what I'm getting. It's like it's like, oh, great! Now idiots have figured out what critical thinking is, or or, or they're like they're just under they're familiar, like they're aware of it as a concept, and yeah, now they, but they don't understand what critical thinking actually is. No, yeah. it's it's yeah. What? Christian, when's a good time for me to toss in the uh, audio reboot flag? <laughs> audio reboot. <laughs> yeah, I think I think now. Oh, oh, you have to make it like electronic, like, uh-oh, oh, do you reboot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> no, and, I, and I think there's, like, I, I do think there's absolutely room for room for rants, rooms for everything we're saying. It's just, I know you and I have had the conversations where we're like, okay, how do we deliver it where it's fair for us and easy to listen to? Or, uh, you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah, we need, like, to me, if we're going to approach it in, like, an academic or an intellectual or like a an at arm's length manner we definitely have to do a lot of preparation beforehand and like and like we have to change the format of this podcast or the way <laughs> the way we have to like take on roles essentially right and i'm yeah. fine with that i'm fully willing to do all of that but this clearly is not that situation so <laughs> it is what it is so what are you saying are you saying that all of this is not podcast worthy no 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 it's very oh, no, i'm just no, saying no, like no, no. not following the conversation no, 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 no. Uh, so Christian and I, over the course of Radio Arcade, at points we were like, I, I actually have no beef with how the conversation went here. It's just we've also known at points like if we get too much of that, we'll both get very, very, very negative. And then we're like, who actually would want to hear anything of what we're saying? Yeah. It's just angry and down like they're you're not even necessarily learning anything it's, it's just real man yells it's at real. Cloud, cloud but upset it's real <laughs> I just real stopped, emotion it's like but the thing is like i've noticed that like i've stopped listening to podcasts like that that really just like make me angry and don't offer any real solutions and yeah. it's just like or or don't like get me riled up like i'm fine with listening to podcasts that talk about the the convoy and stuff but as long as they do it from like a very like objective uh yeah arm's length sort of sort of way because it i don't know i don't know i just i'm going to work i don't know i already don't want to it's like i don't want to be alive right now i don't want to be listening to something that makes me angry (laughs) (laughs) no and and like legit for what it's worth i don't actually think any of that was was bad i just saw a moment of funny and i'm like okay well (laughs) no i I mean i mean yeah we were getting there and that's fair i mean it is what it is i i don't know i think most of the podcast is fine now so that's cool You get a little bit um, in there at the end. Sneak it in because people are already like, oh, this is just a casual, carefree conversation. And right at the end, <laughs> we hit them with it. Right? That's fine. <laughs> and it's, uh, I'll, I'll quickly say, uh, one of those things where for any any organization, I think it real, and I was reminded of it so much over the over the protests, where optics are such a huge thing. And mm. it's uh, like, I'm thinking of Reddit, a game, a game with Reddit, and, that, and I'm distancing myself from it because I was having some of those similar uh, 
frustrations you were, Christian. Um, but when uh, a couple weeks ago, when everything went like hit, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, but it's like a car was going increasing speed and then hit a boulder and that, and then everything went flying and that car was called R slash anti work. And there was some good stuff within that, but the driver was, wasn't even drunk. They were just out of, they were, they were on peyote and out of their mind. (laughs) It just, Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, where uh, like anti like anti work, it's it it. I don't know if it's become a good subreddit again. Where it's like, man, there's some good stuff, but then when you like some well thought out points and actual interesting things there, but even in the name, and then of course with who was representing it, um, it's like you lose some of that. It could have been organized so much better. Where yeah. it's it's difficult to be like, hey, this is this is a sub or somewhere where you might see some actual worthwhile objections to how things are and how they aren't in favor of your blue collar worker of your average Joe, um, and then then it was what it was. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it definitely it definitely seems to have uh, recuperated or recovered or whatever. Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. There's a few. Uh changes in leadership there but uh, i think it's it's back on its feet okay well that's good because i had a good spirit there was a good spirit there yeah the name okay the name isn't good though anti-work makes it sound lazy it's not about not wanting to work it's about not like we said earlier not wanting to work for peanuts or for being treated like garbage yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's like I I got in uh, a, like a little debate with somebody on Reddit about how like I'm like look dude if you're making four times what your parents did and you still can't you can't afford a quarter of what they afforded yeah. that's that's what you call backsliding and that's to me like as a society we should be like no, <laughs> like, well, no at, this some is- point, at some point everything has to collapse 